I've been in a series uh, called Friends, and um, I have been really, it's been drilling deep to me personally, more than I even dreamed. I, I knew that's what God wanted to talk about. I just didn't know he was going to get so personal, okay? <laughs> Start digging a little deeper, you know, and I, and I hope you're beginning to experience some of that digging too, because Friends, is, uh, as we have seen over the last couple of weeks, is, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> It's more than just what we generally would think about it. It's more than a, you know, a, a friend on a Facebook for sure. And this, <clears throat> excuse me, this week uh, I was, uh, met a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine that I, I've known for a while, and, but I hadn't seen him very much, I hadn't seen him for a while, and uh, we were having coffee and talking, and you know, as he was talking and sharing, uh, I was asking about him, and he was sharing uh, about how horrible life had been for him for not just one year, not two years, but for 10 years. He fought through uh, this particular issue uh, in his life, and, uh, and it was just devastating, and he, he got through the story, and <laughs> I'm feeling worse and worse. I, like, I feel like the worst friend in the world. You know, I, uh, I, I didn't realize that he was going through all that, and... Um, and as we were leaving, as we were departing, <clears throat> um, I, I, I was just, I was speechless. I just said, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling bad, you know, and I just said, you know, I, I said, <clears throat> I didn't realize you were having such a hard time because I, I follow him on Facebook. I said, I, I, you just didn't look like you were having that hard a time on Facebook, you know, his response was pretty doggone accurate. You were looking at the wrong face. And it just hit my heart. I just thought, wow, man. And, and it just ran home to me the truth that I've been speaking on about the value and the importance of friends. And, 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 and really even the need we have for one another I could have been helping him. I could have been blessing him. I could have been encouraging him. I could have been doing a lot of things, but I, I, I looked at the wrong face. And so as we look into this this morning, I'd like for us to, uh, you know, let it just absorb more into us than the title friends or friendship, but let's recognize how important it is. Um, uh, last week, we focused on how Jesus picked his friends and went through that, and, and then these were the verses that we uh, have started this series with, so let me read those so they can sink into our hearts. Uh, should be on the first uh, slide there, John 15, 15, uh, and you should be getting some notes here in just a moment. Uh, John 15, 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all the things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. So the depth of friendship that he wants and has opened the door for you and I to have is one that he can speak to us about everything God the Father wants you to know. He wants to open that door. And in Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 8 through 10, this is just part of that, uh, two people are better off than one, for uh, they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. 
but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A couple of verses I want us to look at for this morning and, and to, again, let the word, which is what really transforms us, it is Proverbs 18 and verse 24. It says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Some translations kind of translate it, uh, uh, brothers are born for adversity, and, and, and yet the meaning of it isn't that. The meaning of it is, is that when you're in real trouble, you can pretty much count on family for the most part. And I know some of you might deny that. For the most part, that's true. And, and then there's this verse here, and although it is meant for, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, it's meant for finances, but yet it has a greater truth in it. And when you read the scriptures, you have to, uh, you, you do one of two things, or three things. You, you, uh, first, you, you can interpret it. This is exactly what it means. But then the other uh, part of scripture that's powerful also is called application. How do I apply that to me? And what's the principle that God wants me to know about that? And then the last one is just, again, the principles that are behind that scripture. There's a principle in this scripture that if you can capture it and not just narrow it to one thing, I believe you'll see the principle of it active in your entire life. And it says this here in <clears throat> Luke 6, 38. This is my introduction music. Thank you. <clears throat> Given it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And the measurement you use, or excuse me, running over with no space left for more, for with the standard of measurement you use, when you do good to others, it will be measured in return to you. So, so in other words, as you give out, if you give generously, it will come back to you generously. If you give out stingily, you'll get in return stingily. And I think that that applies application and, and principally that across the board, that's how it is. And I think we'd probably say, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and like the verse we just read earlier, if you want friends, what do you have to do? Be friendly. And, 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 and so, and the reason that we need to really develop friends because we probably all think we are friendly, right? Come on, and, and, and that's what we would, we're, we're sticking with this story, you know, we're not going to fall prey to the other, but when you have close friends, they're able to help you see where it isn't. And, and, I, and I thought about this morning, but uh, I, I didn't, I was going to have a little piece of toilet paper hanging down the back of my shirt, you know, and walk around and just let you guys catch the attention and see who might tell me first that I really blew it. But I didn't do that. And you're welcome. But the thought was there. I, I think there's uh, uh, um, one of the, the greatest tasks, and this is, you know, one of the greatest tasks in life is building great friendships. I think back in life, and you might be able to also of friends that I have in California, friends that I have in Oregon, friends that I have in Idaho, that just a few of them in each one of those places I still can connect with. And when I do, it's just like no time has passed. How many has some friends like that? You just talk to them. You haven't seen them forever, you know. And, but man, as soon as you start talking, it's old times. It's rich. It's, it's 
It's actually refreshing. It helps you forget today and think about the good old days maybe or something. I don't know. But it's just something refreshing about it. There's, but, you know, we, we, we have those kinds of friends, and, and God wants us to develop those and to grow those because that is very important in his plan. Do you know that God made you to love? He made you to love. And, and, uh, and we need to learn how to do that. And we just need to continue to get better at that. Because the, the Bible does say, First John, God is love. And he wants us to learn that. And so I want to run through five quick reasons that we need to have good friends. Why do we need to have good friends? Last week we talked about how Jesus made it a priority to pick 12 friends to walk with. And then out of that 12, three of them were close, Peter, James, and John. And then out of that one, there was a real close one, John. And he lived his life and ministry with that type of relationship. And I just find, I find that fascinating. He didn't come and say, I need an army around me. He didn't say that. No, he said, I want 12 disciples that will do what? They'll get close to me. They'll relate with me. We will relate to each other. I will transfer to him. Remember the scriptures we read a few weeks ago about the fact that uh, one, of the, one of the things that Jesus did was by hanging with his disciple, uh, he wanted to be with them. And the word that, that he uses in the, in the Greek means to rub off on them. So you're so close that you're rubbing off on them. And something's happening. Something's transforming, which doesn't happen at a distance. So let's just look at a few things here. The first one on your notes there, um, you need friends for spiritual growth, for spiritual growth. You cannot grow to your full maturity by yourself. You cannot. You you absolutely cannot. Um, Matter of fact, let me just be so bold here to say you cannot even fulfill God's purpose for your life by yourself. You have to do it with people. And when I was thinking about this, I was, you know, my, my, my thoughts went to Ken and Judy and their ministry to Hope's Heart that they've had for so many years. And I think they would probably clearly tell you they can't do their big dream and vision by themselves. Would I be correct in that? It's been partners. It's been people that have been reaching out to them and, 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 and giving and uh, connecting with them on it that has allowed them to fulfill this big vision that they have. And, and so we can't do it. So it's for spiritual growth. Romans 1.12. I mean that I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. And so there's this combining together that begins to happen when you get some close friends that actually does happen. It actually begins to create something in you. So you'll, you'll experience spiritual growth. The second thing uh, of the value and importance of having friends is for emotional support. Life is a journey, and we need companions on it. Life is a journey, and we need people to walk with us in it. And, and, uh, and, and when uh, uh, Galatians 6.2, uh, it says this. It says, carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, when you look in the scriptures, there's 58 or 59 one another's there. All of those one another's are things for you and I to do. Love one another. And this is what he's saying here. There's those one another's, and in doing those, you will fulfill that. Well, you don't just go on the street and fulfill all of those. 
But as you have friends and you care for one another, you build up one another, you strengthen one another, you just go, like I said, you can just Google one another in the Bible and you'll see it'll be about 58, 59 depending on which uh, search you find, that will say these are the one another's in Scripture because God is trying to say, hey, I want you to help each other. We're not to be on our own. So we all need that type of emotional support. And again, as I was listening to my friend uh, uh, last week, I I was just thinking, wow, I could have been such a, a stronger support for him. Could have been a stronger support and, 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 uh, and, and an emotional support. And, you know, when you look at those one another's and you realize in John 14, 15, Jesus said, hey, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he says, hey, carry one another's burdens. Hey, help one another, support one another, love one another, uh, and, and so forth. Number three, uh, we need to have great friendships, great friendships for a healthier life. I tell you, if there's something that has struck me is, is that uh, research after research after research, whether it be biblical or whether it be medical, or whether it be psychological, people that don't have friends are less healthy and die sooner than people that have close relationships and friends. How many want to take a little bit less medication? (laughs) I mean, that's what he's saying, right? Even a, a merry heart does what? What does it do? Good luck of medicine. You know, maybe we're missing some stuff, you know. We, 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 we just need to maybe take this a little bit more to heart and say, God, that's right. And, 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 and it's important that uh, the series that I, uh, again, I've, I've listened to and read scores of articles, books, and uh, podcasts on this whole topic, and every one of them bring up the fact that there's so many health issues uh, in America because of a lack of relationship with people. We're around a lot of people. We have a lot of likes, but we're not connecting with them. And it does something to your physical body. That's how important this is. Now listen to this verse here and maybe think about this for a second. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. Healed. Well, can I, can I just tell you, you know, <clears throat> the healing here is not just physical. This word actually is, it means your, your whole life gets healed. Through what? Confessing with one another. You know, we confess to God to be saved, right? We confess to God to be saved, right? I just need to hear some strong affirmations here. So I know what we're dealing with, okay? I might turn this message another way if you don't say that strong enough. (laughs) We confess to God to be healed, but here he's saying we confess to one another to be healed also. But guess what? Who's going to confess to the guy on the street that you don't know? Matter of fact, who's going to confess to maybe most of the people you do know? But yet when you have somebody that's going to be close to you and they're going to hang close to you and they're starting to, you're, you're building a friendship with them and a relationship with them that you could confess anything and they're not going to bail on you or whatever, then guess what? It says you can be healed. But, but he talks about this confession thing. But again, that, 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 that works with relationship. 
The depth of your confession always has to do with the depth of your relationship. And so here's what he's saying. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, what, so that you can be healed. I'm just thinking, wow, God, you're really wanting to release something. Even like we did this morning, we laid hands for physical healings. But, man, how about having enough close friendships that people are in, in tune with where you're at and, and, and they're praying for you uh, even beyond just natural healing? Number four, you need friends for social enjoyment. I think God is a happy God. I don't think he's, I don't think he's always crying. I, I think that the joy of the Lord... <laughs> Uh, reigns in heaven. Matter of fact, when he describes the kingdom of God, what does he say it is? Righteousness, peace, and what? In the Holy Spirit. And so we need to have fun. We're going to have fun this afternoon. We hope. <clears throat> we hope. We're going to have fun. But you need some social enjoyment. You need to chill out, relax, have some fun. Have some people, you know, you can let your hair down, as they say. And, and you can just be yourself. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Has anybody heard that statement before? Okay. I have my cheering club up here. So you need social enjoyment. I don't want to throw that out. You shouldn't, you should, the Bible says that you should be one happy people in the Psalms, is what I'm saying. And you build relationships, and you have fun, and you have a good time. And you relate together in Christ. The fifth thing is to reach your goals. To reach your goals. I think many of us have much larger dreams than we can ever imagine seeing come to pass. And maybe we've tried to see them come to pass on our own. And, and, and we're frustrated because they haven't. And I, I just want to say this. That you are not. I love you. Okay. I love you. Everybody hearing that? You're not great enough to fulfill the largeness of your imagination for what you think God wants to do on the earth. You're not, you're not big enough. You have to have other people with you. You have to have people cheering you on. You have to have people helping you pull it together, helping to make it happen. You have to have people with you. You have to. And, and, and so uh, David said this here because, see, that's the thing. You were created for something greater than you could probably imagine. Every one of you here this morning. Now, many of us grew up in situations and circumstances where we don't feel that way. We're just happy to be a part. We're happy just to do some little something. But I'm just telling you, he calls you a masterpiece. You were made for something greater than what you're doing right now. And he wants that to happen. But you can't do it by yourself. It won't happen. You got to get that, that team of people just like Jesus. If it, took, if it took a team to see his dream come to pass, can I just tell you it's going to take a team for you too. And you build these relationships and, <clears throat> and so forth. But we've, we've, we've kind of somehow minimized relationships through whatever, for whatever reasons growing up. Maybe you were rejected. Maybe you were abused. Maybe uh, you were, uh, you, whatever the case might be, today you may be reflecting that in your life. And God wants to just wipe it away. When he saved you, he made you a brand new creation. He brought you back to the start, reset. You know, I'm having some computer problems. I know that's hard for most of you to believe. But I'm having some computer problems again. And it's a demon, I know, this time. <laughs> I'm convinced. I cannot get it to work. I've reset everything on that computer, except for me. <laughs> and that's next. But we need a reset sometimes. And we just need to say, that's right. I need to get back to dreaming and realizing my dream. And guess what? When you're around the right friends and people, that happens. 
because you stir each other on to loving good works and you begin to not let your friends settle back for where they're at or you know, you're listening to your friend and you're seeing the potential and they're not seeing it and you're not going to sit there and let that happen. You're going to spur them on with loving good works and you're going to see them fulfill their complete destiny. Acts 13, 36. David, of course, having completed the work that God set out for him. He set out a work for him. He set out a work for you. Ephesians 3.20, God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us to do good works. And when God planned it in advance for us to live our lives doing. So he caused us with a plan and with a purpose and an ability to do it. And he doesn't want you to ever stop pursuing that. But sometimes we do if we're not careful. And uh, Aristotle, uh, one of the great minds of, of, of really of all times, maybe next to Solomon, maybe one of the greatest minds, greatest quotas person, he says it, it this way, and this is where I got it earlier, you are not great enough to fulfill your great imaginations. So in other words, there's something inside of you that God's wanting to break open uh, and, and see fulfilled in your life. Another person said, if you can fulfill your goals on your own, they are too small. So he's trying to stir something up in us, but we've got to come together to do this. So where, where do we make and build these good relationships, these good friendships? Where do we do that at? I just put three things down uh, that, that I have experienced myself, and that is in uh, ministries, getting involved in a ministry, what, what, what gift, talent, and skill do you have, and how are you using that? How are you intentionally, with knowledge, using that? Uh, on missions, I've gone on a mission trip, and I've grown close to people through that. Has anybody else done that? You've gone on a mission trip with somebody, and you either grew closer or further away, right? <laughs> Let's just be honest. Come on. <laughs> Some of you will never go on another mission trip again because of that. But, you know, that's what happens. You grow closer to them. You, you build something. Something happens when you're doing that. And then, the, and then the third one is the small groups. I've been kind of mentioning we're going to be starting those toward the end of this month. Uh, and I just encourage everybody to consider either leading or being a part of it so that we can move forward and establish good friendships. The golden rule found in Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this is the sum of the law and prophets. So, so we're to do these things to people in the same fashion that we would want them done unto us. And I, and I say that because in, in the process of building friendships, you're going to have to apply this over and over, most likely. I think of uh, uh, this uh, quote that I had read uh, one time. It says, listen to this here, you will attract in life what you are, not what you want. You will attract in life what you are, not what you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, this is powerful. I mean, it's scary, but it's powerful. In other words, the people that you're, oftentimes we try to go after people. I was thinking about when I was in high school, you know, and you always had this person that was so popular and you wanted to be by them and maybe you did everything you could to get by them only to find out that they were the biggest jerks in the world and you didn't want to be their friend after all. 
but yet they were popular, so you went after them, and you'd been around that group and did what they did and tried. And, 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 and so what, what we need to do is to really go back to that golden rule in Matthew 17, and everything that we do, uh, do it in the way that we would want it done to us, but do that to people and be more intentional about it. And so what's, what's it going to take for these things to happen? Two verses that, uh, and I'll just read one of them, uh, Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must show himself friendly. Proverbs 18.24. So that's a pretty, pretty, pretty big cue right there. So let me just give you a few things that I think it's going to take for you maybe to begin to establish even deeper friendships and relationships than what you have. I've really uh, met very few people that says, no, I don't need a good friend. Uh, you know, I, no, I don't want to. And, and usually there's been an issue that has caused that. And, and so we want to deal with those issues. And maybe you're there today and maybe you're saying, man, yeah, I wish I had a, a close friend. I wish I could get that. I wish I, uh, that was part of my life. And, uh, and, and yet it just doesn't seem to be happening. Well, God wants to help you make it happen. But let me just give you a few things that, is, that it looks, it's going to look like. Number one, it's going to take time. Uh, I, I find that we get our schedules set and we don't want to change them. No matter what opportunity opens up, we don't even hear some opportunities because we don't want to change our schedule. So, so, so we could, we could, uh, you could hear an announcement about something and it just goes right away because, oh, no, no, I got something scheduled. And, and, and yet it takes time if I'm going to come together and build relationships. Philippians 2.4, do not be interested only in your own life. Don't be interested in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. I thought, wow, what a novel idea, huh? That we really, we, we lay down our life, uh, we die to self, and we live our entire life caring about others and looking toward others. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? Well, that's exactly what Jesus did. If you read the rest of Philippians chapter 2, if you want to know how this really works, you can read it right there. It's a powerful, powerful chapter. And it's just like, wow, it just strikes home. So you need to invest the time. Uh, Number one, you need to earn trust. You need to earn trust. And trust grows. Trust doesn't happen overnight. It grows. Proverbs 20 and verse 6, many people claim to be loyal But it is hard to find, what, a trustworthy friend. And I think probably everybody in this room, I I would guess, would say, yep, I've been burned before by people, some of you more than once. And so you're just not willing to open that back up. Uh, And uh, I I remember uh, uh, many testimonies at Rose Pruitt's homegoing service here not too long ago. And uh, so many people came up to me and said, man, we could just talk to her. And, man, she would just keep it so confidential, and she would just listen. She, I thought, wow, what an amazing testimony to have. And, and, but that was Rose and a lot more. Third thing is forgiveness. I have found that forgiveness is critical for uh, establishing uh, relationships because it's pretty well impossible for somebody not to offend somebody else in the process. And if you're an unforgiving person, then, then you're going to begin to shy away the first time that happens. <clears throat> but yet God wants you to learn to be totally forgiven, forgiving toward people. And it's a strong verse in Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15 that talks about that. The fourth thing is reliability. Can you rely, can you rely on that person? 
Uh, you, 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 but that grows. It grows. It doesn't happen overnight. Proverb, uh, Proverbs uh, 17, 17, a friend loves you at all times. A friend loves you at all times. And I just wonder, am I that kind of a friend to people? Am I that kind of a friend? Uh, and then, and then uh, fifth uh, is just to be friendly. Some of you just need to be friendly. Just try it. Just give it a shot. Well, just one time plan all day today. My goal is to be friendly. I'm going to be nice to everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go after it. And I think, wow, you know, it's pretty clear. If you want friends, just be friendly. So I'm not judging anybody, okay? But if you sit back and say, I don't have any friends, memorize this verse. Put it to practice, and you'll see things turn around for you, because God's word's always true. Amen? Amen? All right, let me give you habits of people who make friends easily. Habits of people who make friends easily, and you can maybe just take this list and give it some thought maybe, and uh, maybe ask the, 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 the closest one friend that you do have how you fit on it, you know, how's it working for you? <laughs> and just see if you can get some honest answers so that we can move forward. Because again, remember what I said to begin with, you can't fulfill your life's goal and purpose without friends and, and close good friends. And I'm not talking about Facebook friends. Okay, the first one is they initiate the relationships. They don't sit back, come into a room, find a co comfortable corner, and see if anybody's going to come to them. And, and, and I've known people that have done that. Uh, just to, that's, the, that's the thing. No, if you want friends, you need to be the initiator. How many can say amen to that? I mean, maybe we've all tried it once or twice, you know. Let's just go into the room and see if anybody notices me. It's all about me today, I felt. I got a word this morning that was all about me. And so everywhere I go, I'm waiting for people to see me. And we can do that. But no, the, it really, if you, the, the people that have friends... They initiate that relationship. They reach out instead of waiting for others to come to them. And they go after people. The second thing is uh, uh, they're, they're open in public. In other words, they are not walking around with one of these. Come on. I've used mine before to ignore people. I confessed, I'm clean now, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got your phone, you're constantly holding and looking at your phone, and you walk away from a group or a meeting and wonder why nobody talked to you, because they thought you were conducting some important business, of course. Why would you come to this meeting and do that if it wasn't important, more important than them? And yet we do that. We carry our phones, we have our phones, and we're always on them. We're, you know, we see somebody in the store we don't want to talk to very long. Oh, I... <laughs> you know, I... I I've just, uh, I've just known people. I've had to counsel people that have done that. But there's just lots of reasons. But are you open when you get into a crowd? Or are you in your own circle, your own bubble? Positive. Positive. That's a good thing to be. You ever been around somebody that's not positive? You can only stand it so long. You know, I can only stand it so long, and finally, I got I to get my cell phone out. I got a button that says, call me now, you know. 
I got to get it out. Just be positive, and, and, and positive starts in your heart and your attitude, and it reflects out where you're at. The other thing is, is to be interested in people. Are you interested in them, or, or uh, are we at such a hurting place? And I, just, I say this gently but truthfully, are we in such a hurting place that we're always trying to draw from people instead of giving to them? I guarantee if that's the position you're in, that's why you're having the struggles you're having. Because the Bible, we read that verse earlier, remember? Give, and it will be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running out all over. We learn to be a giver, and you'll have so much, you won't know what to do with it. You'll have the best friends in the world. Just simply by opening yourself up like that. And being interested in them, and not yourself. Be approachable. Be approachable. What about your countenance? Do you smile a lot or are you walking around with a frown most of the time? Okay, don't look around. <laughs> Alex, I said not to look around. You know, what, do you, what, what do you look like when you're walking around? It's no wonder people run from you. It's like, wow, they, they got more problems than I'm equipped to deal with. My, my, my call medicine won't last that long. I, I got to get away from them. You know, it's just, it's, what do you look like when you're walking around? Are you positive or are you not? You know, and I find oftentimes, have you ever had somebody say to you, you know, why are you frowning or why are you look like you're doing like you're looking? You know, and you're like, I'm not looking like that. You fight back, don't you? <laughs> Instead of just believing it, you know, they're just not making this stuff up. You know, it's not just, they're just not making it up. Your wife actually loves you. How about, how about this one for really important? Hygiene. Hygiene. And it's not hygiene, okay? It's hygiene. How do you smell? How do you practice self-care? I'm just trying to help us have friends, okay? That's all. Just my job today, help you get a friend. Are you caring? Do you care about people? Do you really care about them? Or, again, you know, we just get so self-centered. You know, that's why the Scripture addresses that so often. Don't be selfish about your motives. Don't be selfish about your life. Look out. Look out. Do what Jesus did, and you will be as happy as he was. How about generous? How about giving towards others, the time, talent, and treasures? How about that? Are you a generous person, or have you boxed yourself into uh, not being that way? What about friendly? Just simply being friendly. You know, talk to new people. Uh, as if they were your friends from the beginning. You know, so we, we, we get so formal sometimes. We get so mechanical about it. It's like, well, it's just too weird. You know, let them know how you are now so you won't be disappointed two or three meetings later. It hurts worse then when they really get to know who you were. Start them out right. All right. How about being vulnerable? Just open for examination yourself. Intimacy, right? That great definition. In <laughs> into me you see, right? <laughs> Intimacy, into me you see. I have to learn. And again, I'm talking about moving toward deeper relations, good friendships. Not everybody, but are you open? Are you vulnerable with people? Are you so closed up that really people can't get closer? Because people, if they want, your, if they want to have a good friendship with you, they have to get closer after a while or they don't want that anymore, Right? 
I mean, they can get all what you might have on Facebook if you're that closed. So they don't need to do that. They can just like you once a week, and then they'll think you love them. And you value everything they put in there. <laughs> I heard a guy say recently, he said, you know, 40 years ago, you would have never called up a friend and said, hey, I'm having ham and eggs this morning for breakfast. Bye. But yeah, man, you get on Facebook, it's like you see all this stuff. It's like, I really cared about that today. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I don't do that to anybody, okay? I don't do it to anybody. I like everybody. All right. Then the last thing, and, and it's, it's again reiterated, forgiving. Forgiving. Are you a forgiving person? You have to be forgiving. We all blow it. We all make mistakes. We're all going to step on each other's toes. But we must practice being a forgiving person or it will destroy our lives. Stand to your feet if you would. Why don't you grab hands with some people? Come on, this is friendship time. We would come over here and be friends with Kim and Kim and Chris. And uh, yeah, don't go in a circle. Just hold hands here. I just want to pray. There's so much value in one another. There's so much value in building those relationships and starting to draw close to people that if we would let it happen. And, and my prayer today is going to be, Lord. Okay, this is important. Most important part of the message, Judy. Um, my prayer today, a friend sticks closer than, all right, my prayer today is that the hurts that maybe we've incurred when we've tried that will be completely cut off miraculously so that it changes the way that I live and do life. God's fixing, building, growing one body, and he's shaping us to fit into that body, right? Come on, this is true. And, and, and that means you and I, we are God's body. So Father, today we thank you that, Lord, you're so gracious and loving and such a friend to us. And as we progress forward, Father, first I pray that for all of our hearts, we would, we would experience another miracle of healing to take us further in what you're doing on the earth, and that is building one beautiful bride for your son. God, we want to be a part of that. And I just pray that those hurts would be mended and healed, and Lord, I'm not taking them lightly, but just I just know that, God, you, you're the one that can heal those broken parts. And I want that for every one of us, so that we might, Lord, begin, uh, even from this day forward, to increase in our friendships, increase in our relationship because you said we were to love you with all of our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves. And God, we don't want to just say those things. We want to be authentic about it and we want to do that. And so today, Lord, uh, for everyone that would agree, we, we, we ask you to just begin to work in this area of our lives. Draw us together with cords that can't be broken. And Lord, let us uh, begin to experience the joy of having friendships and the blessings of God that come with us. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for every person in this room. Bring your favor and blessing in Jesus' name. And Lord, really help the Chiefs to win. Amen. Amen.